Bill O'Reilly here. Thursday, August 8th, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. The White House set to host a social media roundtable focusing on Internet extremism. Some back-to-school shoppers purchasing bulletproof book bags. Shares for the New York Times plunge 20% in a single day. Half of young Americans say college is too expensive and unnecessary. German lawmakers consider a new meat tax to save the planet. Also coming up, the message of the day on the government going after social media. But first, the Trump administration inviting big tech companies to Washington to discuss the growing threat of violent extremism on the net. Executives from Google, Twitter, Facebook, and others are expected to attend. The White House saying the social media corporations must understand their role in recognizing, quote, dangerous users on their platforms. Bulletproof backpacks quickly becoming a big seller for back-to-school shoppers. More companies are offering the defensive shields in the aftermath of the mass shootings. The backpacks, popular among college students, can cost nearly $200. The New York Times losing nearly a fifth of its value in a single day after the newspaper reported weak projections for ad revenue in the next quarter. Shares for the Times company plummeted, roughly 20%, with executives saying they expect future losses in the high single digits for the rest of the year. This is because the New York Times has become a far-left journal. A new study by TD Ameritrade reveals nearly half of young Americans consider college too expensive and largely unnecessary. The poll says millions of teenagers are considering alternatives to a standard four-year degree. The biggest factor, tuition. The average graduate now leaves college with nearly $40,000 in debt. German lawmakers considering the implementation of a new meat tax to combat climate change. The nationwide tariff would apply to animal products purchased in grocery stores, at restaurants, even leather goods. Advocates of the proposal say the money raised would be somehow used to help the environment. Somehow. Up next, should the government control social media? Right back. A young lady was looking to buy her first home in Texas. The market at her price point is very hot, so she went to realestateagentsitrust.com for help. To ensure her offer was accepted, her agent suggested the following steps. One, get pre-qualified with a mortgage company that her agent had a history using to satisfy the seller's agent. Two, find a home that was priced to sell so they knew the owner was ready to move. Three, Find a home well-located and priced correctly so it could be leased if an emergency occurred. Four, anticipating multiple offers, offer more than asking, but still less than what the house would be appraised for. And five, offer to help with some of the closing costs. The house the lady wanted had 10 offers in three days, but she got the house because she had an agent who knew how to get the job done. That's why I love realestateagentsitrust.com. No pinheads, just great agents. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. There is a report based on anonymous sources, and that always makes me nervous, that President Trump may sign an executive order to control anti-conservative bias on social media. Again, we don't have any names attached to this. It's just being put out there. There is an anonymous quote from a White House official. That could be anybody, but the quote says this. If the Internet is going to be presented as this egalitarian platform and most of Twitter is liberal cesspools of venom, then at least the president wants some fairness in the system, unquote. Now, there have been many allegations of liberal bias. Facebook, for example, is accused of de-platforming, diminishing, and banning some conservative voices. There have been posts removed from Dennis Prager, Diamond and Silk, and other right-wing personalities. On the Google front, some whistleblowers within the company claim that Google has widespread bias against conservatives, it limits content from the right, conceals information on search engines, and even terminates positions held by Republicans within the company. Now, these are all accusations. None of this has been proven. But conservative personalities like Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson have been given a hard time on Google. Twitter has been accused of, quote, shadow banning conservatives, meaning they don't suspend accounts but secretly reduce the number of people viewing their posts. So if all of this is true, it is a dangerous situation because the net has become the most powerful tool of communication in the world. In totalitarian societies, if you study your history, you know the first step is to control the information flow. You saw that in the Soviet Union. You saw that in Red China. Certainly saw it in the Third Reich. Every single totalitarian regime, including today in Cuba and Venezuela, the flow of information is controlled by the government. And therefore, a group think develops. Now, you can do the same thing by saying, well, if the federal government of the United States comes in and tells the social media companies what they can and can't do, then the federal government may be controlling the flow of information. That is a valid point. But certainly, there have to be standards of behavior on the part of the social media companies. These people are making billions of dollars. They are shaping minds. Younger Americans are addicted, many of them, to these websites. So the government has to take this seriously and demand fairness and standards that are in print for these corporations to adhere to. If not, we're going to have communication chaos in America, and that is going to lead to very bad things. For more news and commentary, please head on over to BillOReilly.com this weekend. You can actually see me there, which may be frightening. Coming next, something you might not know. The Amazon Capital One data breach just hit. 106 million of us 
Just had our names, home addresses, banking information exposed. Forget credit card theft. Your far greater risk is home title fraud. Title fraud is rampant because identity thieves figured out the title and mortgage to our homes are kept online. Their big payday comes by forging your name off your home's title. So it appears they own your home. Then they borrow all your equity till it's gone. Forget your insurance, bank, or identity theft program. They don't touch this. Home Title Lock does. And they do it by locking down your home's online title and mortgage. The first 60 days after crimes like the Amazon server Capital One breach are crucial. So I got you 60 risk-free days of Home Title Lock protection. Claim your 60 risk-free days at HomeTitleLock.com and enter your home address to see if you're already a victim. That's HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Pop star Pink, relieved after a private plane carrying her management team crash-landed and erupted into flames in Denmark. Miraculously, all 10 people on board escaped injury. The crew is on their way to the next stop on Pink's beautiful trauma tour. Now, private air travel is necessary for touring musicians in order to keep up with their busy schedules. Going the private route has benefits, but statistically, smaller planes, like the one Pink's team was traveling on, carry a greater risk than larger commercial flights. Over the years, the world has tragically lost numerous talented people to plane crashes, most involving small aircraft. A very well-known incident occurred on February 3, 1959. Rock stars Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. Richardson, known as the Big Bopper, charted an airplane in Iowa to their next stop on their winter dance party tour. Due to poor weather, the pilot lost control of the plane shortly after takeoff. The single engine crashed in a cornfield, killing everyone on board. Four years later, country singer Patsy Cline killed when a plane she was traveling in crashed in a forest outside Camden, Tennessee. She was just 30 years old. In 1967, soul singer Otis Redding was killed along with four other members of his band when the aircraft crashed into a lake near Madison, Wisconsin. In 1977, Ronnie Van Zant, Steve Gaines, and Cassie Gaines, members of the rock band Leonard Skinner, were killed when their plane ran out of fuel and crashed in Mississippi. Jim Croce, Ricky Nelson, John Denver, Stevie Ray Vaughan, all were killed in plane crashes, most of them at a very young age. Life involves risk. No question about that. But we must be very careful when hiring people who control our well-being. If you're going to take a private flight, you need to check that company for safety and know exactly who is going to be flying you. You also have to know what the weather is, and you yourself have to do this. Do not depend on anyone else. We'll be right back. Well, you've been hearing about gold all over the news and prices keep going up. Experts warning a recession may be coming and it's time to prepare. A recent analyst this week says he sees gold going up hundreds of dollars per ounce to hit 1700 bucks an ounce. 
That's why I recommend that you contact the Hartford Gold Group now to learn more. To get you started, the Hartford Gold Group will give you a free silver coin. All of my radio listeners will get it. And if you're listening right now, you can get the coin from the Hartford Gold Group. No purchase is necessary. All you have to do is call them, 877-444-GOLD-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD-GOLD. Give them a call today to claim your free coin and get the information. Available for a limited time only, 877-444-4653, 877-444-4653. Please call today. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.